Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagey, Enneagram 6, Life Coach for Sixes. In today's episode, I dive into uncertainty and certainty and the particular relationship sixes have with these emotions. Listen in. I hope you get something of value and happy new year. Talk to you soon. Hello, sixes. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. I want to do a short and sweet podcast for you today around the topic of uncertainty, not knowing. One of the things that I think is crucial for sixes to truly expand their experience of life in a way that works for them is to cultivate a conscious relationship with not knowing, with uncertainty. We have a particular hitch in the way that our personality is wired around this topic, which I'm going to get into. And taking this on directly is really powerful work. And not taking it on, doing a bunch of work around it, doesn't really fix the problem. And that is something that the Enneagram really teaches us. It really shows us our particular personality hitches. And the the idea is that even as we grow and heal and all of these things, we're still going to fundamentally sort of see through a certain lens. We're going to see the world through a certain uh, host of personality habits. So doing work sort of around this by way of doing healing work around our wounds in the past and all that kind of stuff is great. However, really taking on this project of developing a relationship with not knowing, I find to be very effective and efficient, which I like, especially when I'm trying to navigate life as life is, which is inherently uncertain. It just is. We get to tell the truth about that. And it's not only uncertain in sort of the grander ways that, you know, we can't really know what's going to happen on so many larger scale things. We don't know what's going to happen if we're about to step into a tough conversation. We don't know what's going to happen if we want to make some kind of change in our life, be that bring something in or walk away from something. Not having an ability to really navigate the unknown keeps us very, very stuck in our lives. So many other things can start to happen in our lives that are really a function of this idea that we don't like to be uncertain or move toward uncertainty. So our brain will create all kinds of stories and narratives about what's going on when so often at the root of it is we don't want to be uncertain, which is another way of saying we don't want to feel afraid. We don't want to be in this sort of limbo of not knowing because it makes us feel really scared. We don't want to feel scared. So let's dive into specifically 
what we're dealing with as sixes. Our basic desire, and this is not to say this is not a human desire, right? Probably to some degree, all humans want to have security and support and to know like what's going to happen. It's very human. But for us, this is our basic desire. Okay, this means this is what we are after subconsciously all the time. We also want guidance, right? We want to know what to do. (laughs) We want to be certain about what we should do. So this is our six basic desire. We want to feel secure. We want to know that we have support. And we want to know what to do. Okay. That's a whole bunch of wanting to be certain about things. (laughs) And... Our fixation, however, our mental hitch, the thing where we get caught as sixes, our fixation, it's called cowardice. This doesn't inherently mean that we're not courageous. It kind of does mean that in terms of what the word actually means. But it's not that sixes don't have courage. It's that we get fixated, preoccupied with worry and doubt and second-guessing ourselves and second-guessing other people and wondering what's coming. So I really want you to see the inherent um, sort of catch-22 that our personalities put us in. I want to be certain. I want to know that I have support and that I'm secure and that I know what to do. I want that. I want that. I want that in my in my you know, most unconscious desires, that's what I want. And yet my fixation really keeps me from, it keeps me searching for that. It keeps me seeking for that. Keeps me continuing on the hunt, which means our fixation is literally creating uncertainty all of the time. So, I'm trying to think of an example to explain this. So let's say I want to feel certain and secure in my relationship. Great. (laughs) Good for me. But my fixation is going to have me looking at the ways my relationship is not secure or safe. It's going to have me questioning, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's happening there? What's happening there? So we really have this internal issue that is separate from everything else that's going on. And one of the hardest things for us to do is to really get self-awareness around this internal issue because immediately the brain doesn't want to do it. Our systems don't want to do it. You know, I really can already hear the, but what about this? But what about when this happens? What about when this happens? What about when blah, 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 blah. This is not saying that things don't genuinely happen that create uncertainty. This is not saying that sometimes people in our lives are not totally on the up and up. This is not saying that there aren't 
holes that we can find in anything. Of course we can. The point is when we are caught up in that automatic cycle of worrying and doubting and second-guessing ourselves and other people, we are not able to do anything else. And we're creating uncertainty inside of ourselves, even when things are actually okay. Because of the fixation of problem finding, we don't quite know how to turn that off. We don't know how to settle the fixation and to actually come into ourselves and allow for some certainty to to exist. It's just not how our personality is wired. Our personality is to seek our core desire, to seek it, to try to get it, which means orienting to where it isn't or even creating scenarios where that there may be no problem at all. And our brain is telling us there are. This can sound like we can create a lot of our own problems. And we can. We often do. And again, this brings up the inherent question that I can hear you all asking, but what about when I'm not the problem? What about when it's not me? Well, yeah, of course. Of course. The issue is when it, quote, isn't you... When it isn't us, we don't trust ourselves enough to make the call. We don't trust ourselves enough to do anything about that. So that's where this really can get us into trouble because this is where the need to be certain causes us the most trouble. Instead of trusting ourselves to make decisions about things, to make decisions about people, to make decisions about relationships, to make decisions about things we want to pursue in life, to make decisions about taking a break from something or leaving something. To make those decisions, we think we have to be sure. We think we have to be certain. But then back to that fixation where we won't allow that to happen. We hang out in the doubt and the questioning and the cynicism and the just the, the churn the other way that shows this shows itself is we kind of we kind of create a sureness that right we aren't the problem the problem is outside of us but then the doubt will come in and say but am i really sure do i really know what if it is me what if there is something i could be doing better and there's always something we could be doing better right it's like we the problem with the fixation is we cannot win because it's designed to keep us in our head. It's literally designed to keep us up there. This is what being right in the middle of that mental, whatever, trio, five, six, seven, being smack in the middle, the most mental type is we think that we need to stay up in our head and figure it out. But so often what we are trying to figure out is not even something that is actually in the world. We're just thinking about things, which is very different than taking a risk 
because we can't ever know. There are just so many things we cannot know for sure. And this is why I talk about doing things. This is, I, I think of all the things I've ever said. <laughs> this has gotten the most feedback. Learning to build a habit of doing things when you are 60% sure. 70% sure. Like building a habit of making a move when you're a little bit more sure than not sure. So many of you have reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, I'm trying that and I'm doing things. This lie that we have to be 100% sure about something, all it serves to do is keep us in our head, keep us doubting. And truly the, the biggest sort of tragedy is it is eroding our self-trust. Whereas when we learn to take action, even when we are not sure, we're actually building our self-trust. Even if we objectively in the world can't know if that's the right thing or not, or if even if we made the right decision or not, which I know is kind of unfortunate, but it's it's okay. Like this is this is the work of our lives is learning to move forward with the truth that we cannot know things for sure front and center, making peace with that truth. Okay, two more ways this shows up for us and then we'll get on to what we can do about it, how to feel a little bit better. So one way this shows up for us. And again, it's this very interesting mix that I'm kind of talking through here, right? It's like we want certainty, but we create a bunch of uncertainty. And then as soon as we feel like we have some certainty, our fixation throws in more doubt and says, but are you certain? So you really can start to see, and I'm sure you can look in your own brain and experience and see this back and forth and this ping pong and how the certainty that we crave the fixation comes in and breaks it up, even when it might be existing in our lives. One of the things that sixes do when feeling stressed and when we're feeling stressed, the fixation gets bigger, is we get a blind spot to the support that we actually do have. We get a blind spot. Basically, we just lose access to all of the things that actually do support us. That's how I think I want to say it. So especially when we're stressed, the fixation kind of goes off like an alarm. So it's more doubt, more questioning, more skepticism, right? You can picture all these things kind of like getting bigger and louder. And so when those things are bigger and louder and have all of our attention, we cannot see, we don't have our attention toward all of the things that aren't that. The places where we are relatively confident and sure about things, all the ways that we've gotten through whatever the heck the current stressor is, we don't see the ways that, well, we've survived this kind of thing before. We can probably survive it again. We don't see how we actually have a lot of skill and experience and practice navigating hard things in life. And we have survived 
all of them so far. We just don't see all of the other things that are also true, maybe even more true, when our brain is doing the fixation thing. However, we think, or I don't even want to say we think, it's literally our subconscious just pulls our attention to the fixation. So the other thing that that does, the last thing I wanted to touch on today, is it really keeps us from having a sense of permission to do what we want in life. It keeps us from even accessing what we actually want to do because the doubt can come in and be like, well, you probably couldn't do that. Or that's going to be really hard. That's going to be scary. This person won't like that. This person will think that's a dumb idea. This person will be mad at you. You shouldn't do that because of this, right? The doubt just comes in and it may not even be that loud. And this is actually, well, you can just play with this, honestly. Sometimes the doubt is more persuasive when it's quiet, just running in the subconscious. This is why we really want to build awareness of when this is going on, when we're caught in our own fixation. Sometimes it's a little harder to deal with when it is really loud and blaring and talking to you. This is just going to be different depending on who you are. I will say in coaching, it's usually the thoughts that we're not quite noticing that when we pull them out, just part of what we do in coaching is directly ask the brain, you know, what are you thinking? What are you saying? What's happening in there? And then so many times when the person hears themselves say the thing, that's when it starts to be able to be worked with. So for me personally, I keep a really close eye on what is my brain offering me? What are the doubts? What are what are the, you know, where am I being skeptical? Like what's going on? And then I can make choices. Now, if I'm really stressed, that's harder. Because of course, things are harder when we're really stressed. That just makes sense. But that's, that's just how brains and bodies work. When we're stressed, more of what is automatic comes out to help us cope with the stress. So knowing what is automatic for us is really incredibly important. But not just knowing what it is, then knowing what to do, which is what we'll get into right now. So the first thing I want you to do is ask yourself, if you had permission to move forward in some area of your life and you didn't have to know for sure, if you did not have to have certainty, if you did not have to have external validation or approval for what you want to do, what would that be? Whatever comes up, it's probably just a good thing to note. If nothing comes up, no problem. Take the question down, let it roll around, see what's revealed. What would you have permission to do if you didn't have to know for sure? Or to ask it another way, you can say, if you did get the external certified letter from 
the universe that said, it, it is okay. That is the right decision. Go ahead and go that direction or do that thing. What, what would it be? So you can just play with that question a kind of different couple different ways to really get access to what are the things in your life where you're not moving because your fixation has you caught, which is what it's designed to do. So no problem there. It just it just is. Just is what it is. And just consider whatever that thing is that you want permission for what is actually in the way may be primarily this sexy fixation. It may not be all the other things that your brain is telling you, or it may be some of the things that your brain is telling you, but the consequences that your brain is attaching to those things may not be anywhere near what your brain is saying they would be, or the underlying, the under the surface thing that's usually going on is your brain telling you that you can't handle whatever it's saying the consequences are. There's just this thing in six that says, I can't handle or meet the moments of my life. Therefore, I'm going to spend all of this energy trying to make sure those moments don't happen. So what if you knew that you could whatever the consequences were. And so just another thing to play with. What if you did know that whatever happened, you could handle it? And what are the skills that we need to handle hard things? There's a whole bunch that we can draw from. We really only need a couple. We need to have connection to our bodies and, our, and an ability to be with emotion. We need to have an ability to be with emotion and ability to feel our feelings. We need to be able to recognize what we're feeling when we're feeling it and have a commitment to letting those sensations be in our body. This is a journey for most of us. It's also extremely effective. If you knew that you could feel any feeling there's not much that you wouldn't do. Now, this is not to say that when negative feelings happen, it's easy or fun or good. It isn't. However, as you develop confidence in your ability to do it, you also grow more willingness to move toward those feelings. So one, whatever the heck you can do in 2024 to really learn to be with emotion, do that. I recommend working with me. I'm quite good at teaching people how to do this. There's lots of different ways. Lots of different ways. Okay. Two, practice making decisions when you're 60% decided or more and start small. Just, just start deciding and doing things. Now, notice what your brain does. When I say that, it's like, oh, you know, if the brain puts up a big fight, then you just need to back it up a little bit and start smaller. The journey to being different is 
a journey, the journey to having more emotional capacity, less fusion with our fixation, more flexibility in how we show up to life. That is a journey. It does not happen overnight. And our brains hate that. We want things quick. We want them easy. We want to be sure it's going to work in a certain amount of time. Like that's just normal. And it's also not how life works. We know that. So the other thing is to really learn to look for the fixation in action. It really is enough to see when the thing is happening. Noticing is enough. Catching ourselves in the act, as Russ Hudson says, really seeing when we are doing the things. That is what self-awareness is. So self-awareness is enough when we can see, oh gosh, I'm totally caught in doubt. I'm completely taken by my brain's desire to keep me safe from feeling a feeling or experiencing some kind of consequence. I see it. I see what's happening. Okay. I'm going to take a moment and just be with that knowing and let that in and of itself transform into something else. Your body's going to calm and then something else will be revealed. But learning to see when our automatic thinking, our doubt, all of that is going, 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 going and getting a healthy detachment from the mechanism is wildly powerful in our lives. That's what self-awareness is all about. When people say becoming self-aware is actually enough to initiate great change, that's what this is. When we can see it and stop, something else will occur, something different, something new. We may not always know what, which is part of the reason we avoid it. Because when we stay the same, we know what to expect. All right. There it is. If you are still looking for, hmm, what would be a good project for myself in 2024? Developing, expanding the capacity to be with uncertainty, creating and cultivating an intentional relationship with the unknown would not be a bad choice. I just want you to imagine what life would be like a year from now, if you had truly grown in your capacity to not know and to let the world be the world, but you had a sense that you could be with that, that you could live more freely in the world as it is. Just what would that be like? Let yourself dream a little bit. Okay, I will be back next week, of course, looking forward to talking to you then. Thank you for listening. If you are looking for help with this, how to actually help yourself really expand into the fact that life is uncertain, you can join me in Zero to Sixty, my group coaching program for sixes. There is now a whole new way to join. You can still get in for a one-time pay, lifetime access, or you can now join as a monthly member. It's brand new. 
super exciting. So you can access the program either way. I would love to see you in there. And it would be my honor to help your 60 brain find more comfort with uncertainty.